Hey y'all, welcome to Southern Bells. Hey y'all, it's Brittany and Beth. So we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, good morning, friends. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Prayer Pocket. It is Brittany with you this morning. So, just a couple of things I want to update you on. Um, Beth had asked for some prayers for some people that I had requested on Sunday. Um, the little one that we asked for prayer for, for her procedure, it went really well. So, praise the Lord for that. She got home. My other cousin whose family was displaced out of their home because of a fire has received an abundance of donations. They're definitely blessed. It's just going to take time. Um, the family friend that was in an accident had asked for some prayers. Um, it was a major accident. From what I understand, she's in a medically induced coma. She's just going to need prayers for healing and comfort and for the doctors to have wisdom and knowledge to be able to best help her. Um, and then this morning, I received some devastating news in regards to my family. Um, my mama called me and informed me that my cousin, which is her nephew, who is just a few years older than myself, passed away last night unexpectedly. Um, it's never easy when you get that kind of news, especially first thing in the morning. So just asking if you could please keep our family in prayer. Um, my mama has some special requests for prayer anyway, but now this circumstance has arose and um, our family just really could use that comfort and that peace. Um, it brought back a lot of similarities to when my brother passed away. They were both doing a lot of yard work and it was really a warm day and it just, I know those things can be coincidental, but it just makes it hit a little bit harder when there's something that's a comparison. So cannot imagine what his wife is feeling this morning and <clears throat> he has three small children. I do believe the oldest of his daughters is around 10, so... If you could, sweet friends, please just lift our family up in prayer and continue to remember them. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're hurting and something's going on in your life, just remember that we pray for our listeners and God hears our prayers when we pray. So I hope that you will find some encouragement in this word this morning. Um, prayer Pocket has been about the road to recovery and um, recovering from addiction and addiction tendencies and I know a lot of people tend to only think of substance abuse um, in terms of an addiction but anything can be an addiction and the ways to recover can often be implemented to overcover, overcome those addictions. Um, so far we've talked up through most of the first five steps of the addiction process and we're going to talk a little bit today about um, 
Step six. So step six says that we're entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. So we're ready for him. We've already had him search us. We've already admitted that there's a problem. We've already confessed our sins to others and asked for forgiveness. We have already asked God to really reveal to us what is going on in our life. And now we're going to ask God to help us remove those things that we, that no longer serve us. Um, I had a training this week and the speaker of the training made a comment, you know, something similar to the effects of if you have an appliance in your home and that appliance breaks down and you have to get a new one, you don't leave the old one sit there, right? It's, it's removed. You take it out of your home. It's time that you take those things that no longer serve you out of your mind and you let them go to make room for something new. I mean, it's time for you to purge your soul and ask God to remove the things that are not pleasing to him and are holding you back from where he intends for you to be. So the scripture that we're going to talk about this morning says, have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, Don't make light of the Lord's discipline, and don't give up when He corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those He loves, and He punishes each one He accepts as His child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as His own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as He does all of His children, it means that you are illegitimate and that you are not really His child. Since we respect our earthly fathers who discipline us, we should submit even more to the discipline of our Father's Holy Spirit and live forevermore. For our earthly father disciplines us for a few years, doing the best he knows how, but God disciplines us for good so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It can be quite painful, but afterwards there will be peace of harvest and right for living for those who are trained in this way. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 5 through 11 is the scripture that they recommend that you look over. And it says here, step six, we were entirely ready to have God remove those deficits of character. When we take a moral inventory in step four, Recall what there was. Recall what deficits you noticed, what things that you saw, some character flaws, then things that you noticed were consistently holding you back. Then the questions they have for you to ask yourself are, what is one area of my life in which I am aware of God's discipline at work? How has that discipline brought me closer to being entirely ready to be changed? Y'all... As we've talked on here, I feel like I can speak to you as if you're my closest and dearest friend and can share with you the struggles and things that I have faced in hopes that if you're struggling with something too, that you know you're not alone. Um, Food. Food is something that we all must have, right? But it also can be an addiction. We can have addiction tendencies toward food where we binge or purge or we withhold or we gorge or we, 
you know, sneak, which would be the same as lying. We may have to take food if we're hungry. Like, you know, there's all kinds of things that are character flaws that can be related around food. Food is one area that I can relate to because while my family history has addictive tendencies, my, um, My problem is not with drugs or alcohol or smoking or anything like that, but it's with food, with sugary, sweet foods, things that in my mind create comfort, but in reality, they just create a thicker waistline, right? They cause sugar spikes, they cause mood changes, they cause hormone changes, they can lead to chronic illness. There's all kinds of things that come along with that addiction. And one thing I struggle with is allowing me to separate in my mind the need to have food to survive, but the need to eat and choose healthier foods and allowing God to discipline me in a understanding way whenever I choose not to do those things that I know I'm supposed to do would be the same Um, I'm I'm just going to put this one out there too for someone that may be dealing with something that's a little more difficult. People that are addicted to narcotics will sometimes get Suboxone or some other, you know, medically prescribed medicines to help treat that. Or it may have been a doctor who prescribed a medicine for a condition that got them started in their addiction in the first place. It's not the doctor's fault. It was not that physician's fault for prescribing the medicine. It was the individual's fault for allowing it to control them. Um, Substances can be tricky, my friends. And just because a medical substance may have a different potency... Food and sugary things can also carry those same endorphin releases, the same, you know, highs and lows of other prescribed medications. So I think we really need to think about those particular things in our life that are holding us back. And, you know, it's going to be hard for us to overcome big battles if we're losing the small ones, right? So you've heard that saying if you win the small battles, you win the war. There's a lot of truth to that. If we keep failing at the little battles and the little tasks and overcoming some of the things that we're absolutely 100% capable of, we're never going to win the war with it. We have to really get serious about it. We have to decide, like, are these things making us angry? Are they hurting us? Do we feel guilty when we do them? Does it change our mood? Do we feel needy? Are we feeling like we have an addiction tendency where we have to have it? There's no other choice. Um, Are there certain people in our lives that cause us to slip? Are there certain circumstances in life or emotions that trigger it? That's a big one for me. Um, Or special occasions that trigger it? That's another one for me. Um, You have to really start to wean through those things and make a decision. Like, is your decision to allow those things to continually happen or is your decision to stand up against them so my friends I hope that 
you can continue to take that inventory of yourself and you can continually ask God to really reveal them to you. You know, ask him to help you work through these character flaws, help you see you for what you are and recognize the beauty that you have within the strength that you have within the courage that you have within and your addiction and your battle and your road to recovery. When you win that will be such a huge testimony for you, your strength and your divine nature to overcome and be a child of the King. Friends, I pray that you will just continue to have an amazing week. And if you will, you can join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for the blessings that you have given us. God, we know that as we go through these steps each week, Lord, that something is revealed in us that is challenging. God, we're reminded that sometimes we feel like we're facing an identity theft. We, we know who we want to be, but we don't know how to change who we are. Sometimes, God, we have to recognize that it is us that has to surrender wholeheartedly to you, Lord, so that you can change us. God, you're the potter. You mold and shape us into what we need to be. But, God, we have to be a willing vessel and, a, and willing to let you do the work. God, I pray that you will just continue to help us, to make us ready, to open up our hearts and our minds to receive what you have for us, the vision of faith the vision of life, the vision of hope that you have for each of our lives. God, we don't always recognize when we're slipping into these places. We don't always recognize when these patterns are coming about. God, I pray right now that you will just make us aware. I pray that you'll just help us to see them clearly. God, I pray that you'll just give us the wisdom to just listen to hear your word, to hear your spirit, to listen to your guidance. And God, when those moments come about, as we've seen portrayed on cartoon characters, you have the devil on one side and you have the angel on the other. God, let us listen to that powerful voice of you, your Holy Spirit's guidance, and allow us to open up our minds to receive. And God, whenever we're faced with those temptations, Lord God, let that voice be audible. And help us to stand strong against the enemy who tries to still kill and destroy, Lord God. Because we know that is the only thing that he has intended for our soul. He does not have the same hope, peace, love, faith, kindness, compassion, generosity that you do, Lord God. He is simply destruction. And each time we go to partake in any of those things that or a flaw in our character, I pray that we're reminded of that destruction, Lord. Lord God, I pray that you will be with those families that are hurting, Lord, those that have lost loved ones, Lord God. I pray that you will just continue to bless them and be with them, Lord God. Give them peace and comfort, Lord Jesus. God, we pray that, as Beth and I have said several times, don't wait to be ready, friends. Don't wait. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When you meet your maker, when you meet God in heaven, the choice becomes, did you accept him or did you reject him? Friends, we're faced with these decisions daily to accept or to reject. The most important decision lies in our faith in Christ. And I pray for those of you that may be struggling with that decision. Cast your cares on him, for he does care. He will carry the burden. He will carry the burden for us. 
We pray that you will just continue to stay focused on him, that you will just continue to be drawn onto him. And we pray that you will just continue to work through these things in our lives, Lord God. We pray that you will just help us to to see your pathway. And God, we pray that it will be just illuminated like a runway, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. And God, we know that we are wonderfully made. God, we pray for those other prayer requests that have been mentioned, Lord, the ones that Beth has mentioned. Pray that you will just continue to help us to strive to keep your word, Lord. We thank you. We praise you, dear Heavenly Father. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.